0: Lamb and listen in. We've got a lot to say. Hi, hello, Hello. hey.
1: I'm Rachel. And I'm Maddie. And welcome to Chew and Swallow. (laughs) <laughs> rock
0: concert <laughs> okay we are talking about the fbi and the cia today
1: mostly the cia and yeah because no one cares about the fbi <laughs> true unless like it's criminal minds yeah that's kind of it but are, we're all we're all just there for spencer reed that's so true <laughs> and morgan oh my god that man there for the sex appeal alone. honestly he really is
0: and that one time he was interim director or whatever what <laughs> remember when when hotch something happened with hotch and his family and he was like i'm out guys peace like i can't do this right now his family got like wait hotch did that something happened with hotch and then morgan had to step in as director yeah, and he yeah, was yeah. like life is so hard and we were like Wait, know morgan we love
1: you yeah and then he stopped but also it. like daddy hot (laughs) yes i do agree right i think it's the it's the like very emotionally unavailable yeah man very like rigid
0: into my career i'm like oh yeah Uh, yeah, you're gonna buy me all kinds of things i know give me that bread i know i'm attracted to probably everyone on that staff or team except for jj who is a blank piece of paper to me JJ is so hot to me. There's one of two people. I don't know like JJ it's like you get peeks in, into well, her life and it's just she has a nuclear family and that's
1: her whole life. That like, Well so like I like her backstory. like I like when she talks about like you know her childhood and that sort of thing. I don't think I remember that. But she's fine until she has a kid. Once she has a kid that's it's her delayed. only fucking personality trait. I'm like, this is so boring. You're the boor- most boring character on this team. I know but then but then at the end of the show you know she like confesses her love to spencer what yeah that was like spencer's a whole thing. gay for sure come on spencer's definitely not gay you think that bitch have you seen that one episode where he's like all up on this girl no oh my god doing? the entire episode is them fucking making out in different places What? yeah i cannot there's imagine like a him... scene in a pool no way i can imagine him being straight he's absolutely straight what yeah i'm sorry i just blew your fucking mind
0: I apparently did not see every episode of Criminal Minds, and we had the box set DVD. Maddie. <laughs> anyway. Anywho. Well, that's the only snippet you're going to get about the FBI is our opinions about Criminal
1: Minds. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> but if you want to kick us off. Alrighty. So, I'll start with kind of like the general definition, you know what I mean? Like, kind of like generally Ugh. describing them. <laughs> Was that for me? For, for you. Thank you. <laughs> um so the cia mostly operates outside of the u.s to gather information via a network of spies so the fbi mostly operates within the u.s to both gather intelligence as well as dealing with like federal criminals they seem like elevated police officers to me i think they are and they probably get a hell of a lot more money And a lot more problems. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot more mental health issues. Yeah. Probably a lot more drinking. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So the CIA and the FBI, this is from FBI.gov, by the way. It's a direct quote. (laughs) (laughs) Uh The CIA and FBI are both members of the U.S. intelligence community. The CIA, however, has no law enforcement function. Rather, it collects and analyzes information that is vital to the formation of the U.S. policy, particularly in areas that impact the security of the nation. The CIA collects information only regarding foreign countries and their citizens. That is not what I thought at all. Unlike the FBI, it is prohibited from collecting information regarding U.S. persons, and that was in quotation. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which does not line up with MKUltra. So it's actually not central intelligence. It's very much not central. Yeah, it's very much not centrally located. (laughs) Correct. Um, So U.S. persons, that was in quotes, a term that includes U.S. citizens, resident aliens, legal immigrants, and U.S. corporations, regardless of where they are located. Interesting. Yeah. So, like, they could live in Spain, but they still can't gather data on that person because they're a u.s citizen that's super weird
0: that doesn't really make sense seems like a lot of red tape unnecessarily yeah, yeah i think mm. yeah
1: you think a lot of things i'm excited to hear what you think and what you've found yeah okay so i also so i also found this website um a lot of their um references was from wikipedia so uh, stop i had one too <laughs> it's called diffin.com okay <laughs> probably not a reliable source but it's okay we're calling them out for it i am and and i and i gave credit <laughs> so this isn't from my brain we're excited <laughs> so i got both of their mottos so the cia motto is ye shall know the truth and <laughs> <laughs> they have I can't say Ye shall know the truth it sounds like a Pirate. I'm so sorry. I knew that was gonna get I was really gonna get me. (laughs) Time to update it. Ye shall know the truth and it shall set you free. I'm done. That's the CIA motto. (laughs) That's the most on brand thing for America I've ever heard. The FBI (laughs) motto, which is very cut and dry, is Fidelity, Bravery, Integrity. What that is fuck? the <laughs> Where do we live? What? Is this like a sitcom TV show? The creation of the United States? I this mean, is kind ridiculous. of. Like, our whole government system is kind of just... <laughs> my college had a better motto than yeah, that. Yeah, honestly. In Latin. I remember my college's motto. Mine was, like, Levo Los Oculos... Alice La, vida exactly. <laughs> <laughs> La Vida Loca. Exactly. La Vida
0: Loca.
1: So the role of the FBI is largely reactive in nature, whereas CIA spies may work in foreign countries to prevent national security threats from materializing. That checks out. I believe that. Um, the CIA's primary mission is to, in quotes... <laughs> Collect, evaluate, and disseminate foreign intelligence to assist the president and the senior US government policymakers. And if you fuck with us, ye shall get it. <laughs> ye gonna get it. <laughs> you gonna get it. Okay. Um <laughs> Disseminate foreign intelligence to assist the president and senior U.S. government policymakers in making decisions relating to the national security. The CIA does not make policy. It is an independent source of foreign intelligence information for those who do make the policies.
0: Sounds like people who just keep up with foreign affairs, but I know that's not all that they do. Yeah. They do a lot of
1: snooping and sneaky shit, I'm sure. Snooping and duping. Snooping and duping. <laughs> <laughs> duping everybody. Snooping and, snooping and dog. <laughs> snoopy the dog snoop dog we got you your new slogan <laughs> now supplying now supplying snoop dog <laughs> snoop dog our newest Central intelligence agency member
0: <laughs> honestly i would not be surprised if that happened i would be goodness.
1: okay with that honestly that be can't so be okay. worse than the people we have in charge now i said i trust the cookbook so this could be good <laughs> So, the number of employees in the CIA is classified, but it is estimated to be about 20,000. Uh, that's actually a lot. I know, but also, like, why are they not sharing that? Yeah. At least with the U.S. Yeah, that's just a number of people. I don't know. People are, this is dumb. Okay. So, I, I'm going to tell you how you can join each of these Rachel's recruiting. I am. I'm recruiting. Actually, you can go on the CIA website and literally fill out a job application. But they won't tell you how many peers you're gonna have. <laughs> nope. They probably won't tell you what you're gonna do either. Yeah. <laughs> um. So to join the CIA, you must be a U.S. citizen. You have to be above 18 years of age. A high school graduate. That's you, it. Just a high school no, graduate. Just wait. Wait. Okay. <laughs> A college degree is required for oh. being an overseas officer. So you can get a job with the CIA, but in order to be overseas, you have to have a college degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so an overseas officer, an intelligence analyst, and for other non clerical positions. So you can go and be like bring coffee to I'm a receptionist for president the CIA. what's his name and <laughs> you know yell at Or get, get, make, like, file things for Karen. You know what I mean? Like, you can do that stuff. Um, and for non-clear, okay. Knowledge of foreign language is also helpful. I would think so. Yeah. So, um, that's how you join the CIA. That's what you need. Just a high school degree, huh? Yeah, pretty much. Well, Um, fuck my career, honestly. I know. Why aren't we in the CIA? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I heard they don't get paid that much. That's also really sad. Yeah. Uh, to join the FBI, you must be a U.S. citizen with no criminal record. Um, you have to have a four-degree... for For the FBI? Four-year college degree and pass a background check. What? Yes. There may also be physical fitness tests and polygraph tests. Um and then selected applicants undergo 21 weeks of training at the FBI Academy. Okay, so the FBI are more real over here than CIA. Honestly, I don't really... See, this is what I was struggling with. I was like, why do we even have the CIA? Why isn't like the FBI... Like, Why isn't it a part of that? It's like a, like a direct segment off of FBI. Yeah, like why does it have to be its own thing? Like I feel Obviously, like it's just
0: there's things that they want to cover up. Here's two things I gathered from what you just said. It's like that exact reason is there are things that they want to keep segregated and secret that they don't want people to know. And the FBI is like law enforcement, so they're like they can't be trusted, quote unquote. I guess like compared, like I think they want to have it private and like super underground because if there's weird shit that's gone on, like MK Ultra, yeah, it's not easily dispersed. And also. The fact that you don't, they don't require a four-year degree for the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency, that's supposed to be this, like... That's top. sketchy to me. That's sketchy because all they want is, like, mindless bodies or whatever to be recruited just to, like, do whatever they say. They don't want free thinkers. That's what I got from that, though.
1: That's kind of what I think, too. Dude, we're gonna get kidnapped.
0: We're gonna get kidnapped.
1: <laughs> um. So, I went on Reddit you know the most trusted source and there was a girl that posted something that said i worked for the cia go ahead and ask me anything and i was like reddit's "Mm, gonna have a field day with you." i don't know if that's true but okay someone asked a question and she said uh, they said What was the training like? How intensive? What specific skills did you have to learn? How long before you were given your first assignment, etc.? Which I thought was super interesting. So she said, I was recruited out of graduate school, but plenty of my classmates applied through the good old (laughs) CIA.gov. Yes, it's real. I went on it. I had never wanted to go into the intelligence world, but I was in D.C. for 9-11, it brought back the loss of my best friend in third grade on the flight that blew up over Lockerby, 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 Locker, Lockerby I Scotland. I don't know. Okay. If I said that wrong, I'm sorry. Uh, I felt as though I had to understand the human divers behind this kind of conflict, and the CIA made a pretty good case of that I could do that in their line of work. That turned out to be true. The training is a year or so at HQS. I don't know what that is. Then another year learning field tradecraft at a big base in the boonies. So out in the middle of fucking nowhere you have to go. Yeah. Um, everyone calls... Oh, so they call the tradecraft base, they call that the farm. The farm. That's what they call it. You get all the stuff you'd expect. Surveillance, detection, land navigation, defense driving, defensive driving, sorry, etc. But the vast majority of the time is spent on how to deal with the relationship building of developing, handling, and safeguarding human sources. That's what I saw a lot in her, like, in, in all the different questions I was going through on this Reddit thread was a lot of it was like, you know, in the movies, you see him like beating up bad guys and like, you know, going on these intense missions and she was like, it's not really like that. Apparently I don't think that it's like that. It's like you're making relationships with people that's like 90 percent of her job like you're a spy almost yeah but you're like making relationships with people in like iraq and like you want them to trust you so that they like you're a spy yeah you're a spy but like it was a lot more of like getting to know people and like you're just really good with people yeah which i would not enjoy that You would be so blunt. They would never recruit me. I know, they would never recruit me. I'd be like, all right, so what are you fucking hiding? Tell me now. Pew, pew. (laughs) You're mind controlling these fuckers? Are you using LSD? Pew, pew. All right, so then I got onto this other website, and it was like seven things that you probably didn't know about the cia or like you would you would like not really know about the cia or the cia doesn't want to tell you you know whatever um so the first one was walt disney was an informant okay just wait what site is this i have no idea oh (laughs) it's rd oh it's a reader's digest (laughs) Okay, let's go. <laughs> From 1940 until his death in 1966, Walt Disney served as a secret informer of the Los Angeles Office of Federal Bureau of Investigation. Oh, never mind, it's FBI. Sorry, my bad. This is FBI. He was an FBI agent? No, he was an informant. So of what? He was an informer for the Los Angeles Office of the uh, FBI. According to documents that have been come to light under the Freedom of Information Act. The New York Times reported in 1993, the subject matter was un-American activities, in quotes, and Disney reportedly gave up the names of several Hollywood people who were suspected to be communists. He did such a good job, he was named, quote, full special agent in charge contact. End quote, in 1954. What the fuck? So that was an FBI. It wasn't enough that he had to be anti-Semitism over here. <laughs> he had to tell on Hollywood people that they were communists. Just leave them. He was a tattletale, basically. Leave them alone. Come on, Walt.
0: You yeah. don't even spend enough time with your family. You're over here spying on the Hollywood people.
1: Yep, 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 yep. So, now we're going on to the CIA. So, this was like the same type of article, but it was the CIA versus the FBI. Um, so, the CIA has a secret museum, but no one is allowed inside. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. So, it's located... You <laughs> have a ticket to <laughs> More than a fucking ticket, man. Located at the CIA headquarters in Langley... Virginia, the 11,000 square foot museum houses fascinating yet failed failed, (laughs) (laughs) projects like dragonfly drones, robotic fish, and pigeon mounted cameras. Oh, stop. I'm going to get into this. I'm so fucking excited. (laughs) It's not that much info. But there's one catch. Only agency members and cleared guests are allowed inside. For that reason, it has been dubbed... Quotes, the best museum you'll never get to see, end quote. What is this country? What is this <laughs> And country? even the museum's budget is classified. Oh my god. So, yeah, apparently they have some museum. I'm like, I wonder how much my tax dollars are going into that real, I'm over here, fifteen dollars an hour. Honestly, getting money from my friends. That's what I'm saying. Like, where's my money going? And the CIA is over here living it up with our coffee in one hand and dead yeah, pigeon in the other. Yep, yep. Speaking of coffee, <laughs> oh, no. It's oh, also, it's just the LSD thing. No, oh. this, this, this is also the CIA. The Starbucks at the CIA headquarters is not allowed to use names for orders. I thought that this was the dumbest shit that I've ever <laughs> fucking heard. That's so loud. Security is tight at store number one. The Starbucks located inside CIA headquarters in Virginia having. Uh, in Virginia, having their name yelled out in a large, crowded room <laughs> doesn't sit well with these secretive customers. Come on, isn't it just the CIA? Industry? Yes. <laughs> so Psych. the baristas have a pair have to pair each order with a face instead. What? All, yeah. All nine employees are also required to go under uh, to undergo extensive background checks, and you can't oh enter God. the store. I just want to make a goddamn lawsuit. <laughs> And you can't enter the store at all without special security clearance. They said, I'm gonna wink at you yeah. when your drink is ready. Your name rhymes
0: with Weichel. <laughs> I don't even know. Michael! Oh!
1: <laughs> I got an order for Weff. Weff? Well, you stumped me, honestly. <laughs> I would have never known. I'm getting cleared instantly. They're gonna bring me on. I'm gonna get recruited for the Starbucks and the CIA. Store number one. This person typically asks for a manager at the restaurant.
0: <laughs> but can keep a secret. Could
1: <laughs> She's typically uh has short hair in a in a bobbed cut. We have a pill in their teeth waiting
0: to be bitten if they are asked (laughs) anything about CIA and the Starbucks and the
1: coconut milk. Oh my god. That's all I had. I told you I didn't have that much. Honestly, we're going to be taken just for making fun of them at the Starbucks. We're going to get taken. We're going to be like a gag in mouth, blindfolded, opened
0: up into a tiny isolated room, be like, we heard what you said about the Starbucks.
1: (laughs) very sensitive about now you're gonna be made to work in there (laughs) (laughs) forever this is how we get them (laughs) no we'd probably end up their test subjects and they'll be probably be testing mind control on us LSD. okay was that the end of your research yeah that was actually way more than i thought really yeah oh I felt like it was like nothing. No, that was very interesting. Thank it you. honestly reminds me a little bit of Google. Not gonna lie. Well, so I want I wanted something. I wanted like tea, man. I think I you got it though. Some like tea, you got some tea. I mean, I guess I did. It was more of like stupid things that made me laugh.
0: <laughs> well, then you're gonna love what I found at the beginning, and then I'm gonna dig you into the rabbit
1: hole that I was in today. Okay, great. Okay, so i started on reddit too reddit man (laughs) a brilliant source. reddit please sponsor us this this whole podcast is pretty much just reddit reddit (laughs) i love reddit man i could spend hours on that so i researched i just typed in google crazy cia stories and i ended up on reddit
0: and it says um the first one was honestly just where i started to spiral and i was like uh what is it Austin Cunningham, one year ago, may not be the craziest, but they spent a lot of time and money using animals as weapons and spies. And so, of course, you know about the pigeons. A lot of people know about the pigeons because pigeons, like, are classically, you know... (coughs) know, Stupid. You know, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But they, um... God, if I can freaking find the... There it is. The summary. There's this, like, wiki summarizer bot on read it and i shout out because they summarize everything that people talk about (coughs) because i did a lot of research
1: (laughs) cough for you (laughs)
0: you. (laughs) but like this thing this bot just like summarized every point that they had it was like about history it was so cool so i can dive deeper into what i know but
1: this is what the wiki bot says Wait, hold on. Before you say that, okay. I just want to tell them what you said to me before we started recording. I don't remember. So Maddie has a couch in here, right? And usually she's like chilling, like against the couch, like relaxing or whatever. She turns to me and she goes, I think I'm going to sit up for this episode. <laughs> I'm so and I'm about to share the deepest secrets of our existence. <laughs> I'm sitting up for this. shit. She is. She's literally sitting up with her legs crossed. This is serious business. <laughs> This is Starbucks Store One type shit. <laughs> they should hire us. They should. I would <laughs> work there. I would do it. I would. They would not trust no, me. No, absolutely. I have a podcast not. where I'm spilling the tea of. CIA, but also, like, so. I cannot keep my mouth shut. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Ready? Wiki summarize. Okay, so here's the pigeons at
0: first. Okay, so this person was talking about pigeons first. Okay, yeah. Let's just go into it. So pigeon photography is an aerial photography technique. <laughs> invented this is the bot, I love it. Invented in nineteen oh seven by the German apothecary Julius Neubronner, who also used pigeons to deliver medications. A homing pigeon was fitted with an aluminum breast harness. Wait, a what? and I have a picture. It's a incredible. We'll a post yes, a home a homing pigeon. What is a homing pigeon? Like homing signals, you know, it's like Tweet,
1: tweet. I really love I'm when my joking. pigeons are at home. <laughs> tweet, tweet. You know, Every no. time I look into the <laughs> pigeon's eyes, I really feel like I'm home. <laughs> Twitter? <laughs> no, I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. It's a, I don't know.
0: Homing pigeon? Like a pigeon that is able to be a courier and come back home. Oh, okay. Like a, a homing so type of like So he kind of has
1: somewhat of a brain.
0: E- well, the pigeon's... They're like, they have this purpose. They're not the brightest in the flock.
1: I love a pigeon. Yeah, I love, they're so cute. Like we said last episode, we're bird people. We here. are bird people. <laughs> okay, so it was
0: fitted with an aluminum breast harness to which a lightweight time-delayed miniature camera could be attached. Neubronner's German patent application was initially rejected. Can't I imagine why? But was granted in December 1908 after he produced authenticated photographs taken by his pigeons. (laughs) He publicized the technique (laughs) at the 1909 Dresden International Photographic Exhibition. And sold some images as postcards at the Frankfurt International Aviation Exhibition and at the 1910 and 1911 Paris Air Shows. Sounds like he was just a fanatic for yeah. pigeon
1: photography. I would love to see this pigeon. So let me find the pigeon. We'll post it on stories. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> this pigeon is like a member of the U.S. government. Oh my god! <laughs> His outfit. He has like a whole little outfit. It's so cute. Also, very what a distinguished gentleman. conspicuous <laughs> as fuck, though. Like he looks so good. You know, like is that pigeon wearing a tuxedo? <laughs> He's a good poser too. He's a good. They pigeon. trained him well. I you, would like a pigeon. I would love a little photography pigeon. Yeah.
0: So initially, the military potential of pigeon photography for aerial rec- reconnaissance. Appearing interesting. Is that, that's not a sentence. Um, <laughs> battlefield <laughs> tests. In we love Google. I think this one's actually Wikipedia. Oh. <laughs> battlefield tests in World War One provided encouraging results, but the ancillary technology of mobile dovecoats... I don't know. For messenger pigeons, had the greatest impact, owing to the rapid perfection of aviation during the war. Military interest in pigeon photography faded, and New abandoned his. <laughs> I wonder <experiments>. why. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the extent of technology we're done looking. <laughs>
0: the idea was briefly resurrected in the 1930s by a swiss clockmaker and reportedly also by the german and french militaries no other information there although war pigeons were deplored extensively during world war ii it's unclear to what extent if any birds were involved in aerial photography so it's just kind of like it droned out they were like what if we put cameras on the pigeons and they were like (laughs) yes and then they were like
1: we don't need that anymore so it wasn't too dramatic yeah Um, my dad put a gopro on my dog that's essentially That's the, pretty same much thing. the same thing. You're gonna love the
0: next one though. This one's my favorite. This is when I started laughing earlier, and I wouldn't tell you what, what it was because I really wanted to tell you now. I
1: hate when you start laughing and you don't tell me what it's what's funny. Uh, now is the time. So. That's like my biggest pet peeve when people are laughing, and I'm like, I am not ha- I'm not a part of this, it's and FOMO. I need to, It's FOMO. I'm insecure. Okay. <laughs> this is the name of the the project: Acoustic Kitty. I'd love to hear your guesses for what this was. Is it a... You know. No! (laughs) Okay, so not that kitty. Not that (laughs) kitty. Okay, so Acoustic Kitty was a CIA project
0: launched by the Central Intelligence Agency Directorate of Science and Technology, which in the 1960s intended to use cats to spy on the Kremlin and Soviet embassies. Oh my god, I saw this, and I was like, I don't really feel like reading this. Oh, it's so funny. (laughs) In an hour-long procedure, a veterinary surgeon implanted a microphone in the cat's ear canal. It's, oh, my God. It's a small radio transmitter
1: at the base of its skull and a thin wire into its fur. That is not okay. But listen. That's animal abuse. It's kind of crazy. Hang on. This would allow the cat to innocuously record and transmit sounds from
0: surroundings. And you and I are cat people, so we know how poorly this could go. Oh, my
1: God. If it was my cat, all you'd be hearing is. (laughs) (laughs) Due to problems with distraction. (laughs) The cat's (laughs) sense of hunger. (laughs) What? (laughs) You gotta laugh first and then say it. (laughs) Due to problems with distraction, the cat's sense of hunger had to be addressed. (laughs) In another <laughs> operation. Excuse me, Whiskers. Um, You need to wait until your lunch break. <laughs> i crying. Wait, I have more information on this. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> it's so good. A previously reported operation called Acoustic Kitty involved plac-
1: placing listening devices inside a cat. I love that description. <laughs> <laughs> In the 1960s, the files show the
0: CIA looked at using dolphins for harbor penetration. Okay, so this is going to the other animals because it listed that on the Reddit thing too. Harbor penetration, love that term, either manned or unmanned. One problem was in handing over control from a trainer who had worked with a dolphin to a field agent. That would make sense. Dolphins kind of latch on to their trainer. Dolphins are very smart. Yeah. But, but they get like emotionally attached to the people. Yeah, boo-boo-boo. they do. Like They're like, dogs. yeah. Yeah, they They're are. They're also horny. Like that. We one woman in particular knows about that. We were talking about this the other day about how that woman was like training. raped by the No, not raped by the dolphin, she had sex with the dolphin. Oh my god, I remember that. Yeah, and the dolphin got so attached to her and then when I think Well, yeah, was, they fucked. Was it NASA or something? That is really gross so, and she should be put in jail. But listen, so I think it was NASA I'm pretty sure that was heading up that whole research thing. And then when they found out that she was having sex with the dolphin just to, like, help the dolphin relieve its sexual whatever. No. This is real. They canceled it, right? But this is really sad because when the dolphin was separated from, uh, what's her face? Uh, the The dolphin dolphin committed suicide because it missed her so much. Which, to me, is, like, the equivalent of, um pedophilia because a dolphin yeah. is like a dog or a child and it, with that kind of emotional attachment like that's, that's really gross it's bad it's what just is bad. Wh- where is that person i home? did also research dolphin dicks after that to see what she was up against here and uh no, <laughs> just was no.
1: it just wasn't large it could
0: be yeah but it just um, have you ever seen a whale dick? it's the same thing it's the same thing it's I can't. I'm getting. I'm gagging a little bit. It's just not. Not you know. I dated I a guy, <laughs> and
1: we would just send um, different animal penises back and forth. Honestly, I'm curious. Dude, you should look up a turtle penis. That shit is wild. Is it
0: not the same thing as the whale?
1: No. What the turtle penis? Yeah. Dude. You should look it up. Oh my god, I don't know
0: if I want to. I'm pretty scarred by the dolphin penis. All
1: <laughs> <laughs> All I can think about is that one episode of Parks and Rec where it. Two. <laughs> I'm sorry. Parks she's, and Rec. She's talking about the penises that are drawn on the fence or whatever, and she goes, "I am scarred by those remaining penises. One penis in particular. <laughs> That's how I feel about the dolphin dick." <laughs> okay
0: anyway um in key west florida a team tried to use bottlenose dolphins for underwater attacks against enemy shipping they oh there were also tests on whether dolphins could carry sensors to collect the sounds of soviet nuclear submarines or look for radioactive or biological weapons traces from nearby facilities that seems like pretty on point oh is this more about acoustic kitty (laughs) okay yeah this is the details about acoustic kitty <laughs> Good. I was wondering about that acoustic puss. <laughs> the acoustic pussy. <laughs> in an hour-long procedure, a veterinary surgeon implanted a microphone in the cat's ear canal. Blah blah. blah. This would allow the cat to innocuously record and transmit sound from its surroundings. <laughs> Due to the distraction and hunger, it was addressed in another operation. Um, Victor Marchetti, a former CIA officer, said Project Acoustic Kitty
1: cost about $20 million. And that's our taxpayer mm-hmm. dollars. Right into Acoustic Kitty. <laughs> the first Acoustic Kitty you mission. You know what? That actually makes me angry. Oh, no, yeah, I'm mad. <laughs> I'm actually kind of upset. Because well, I love cats and I don't need no, you using awful. them No, that's awful. No, I don't no, like that. No. But
0: it's but hilarious. also, that's my money. <laughs> Like, just reading about it, though, kind of trying to separate it from reality, it's the funniest shit I've ever heard. So the first acoustic (laughs) kitty... Why would you think that's a good idea? No, it's just a lot of these things are not. The first acoustic kitty mission was to eavesdrop on two men in a park outside the Soviet embassy in Washington, D.C., The cat, which is, like, kind of fucked up. Come on, you're in the embassy. Like, just let them have their moment. The cat was released nearby. This is really sad. But was hit and allegedly killed (gasps) by a taxi almost immediately. No. However, Listen, keep listening. However, this was disputed in 2013 by Robert Wallace, a former director of the CIA's Office of Technical Service, who said that the project was abandoned due to difficulty of training the cat to behave as required, and the equipment was taken out of the cat, the cat was re for a second time and lived a long and happy life afterwards. So, um, anyway. That's a It's weird, right? Subsequent tests also failed. Shortly thereafter, the project was considered a failure and declared to be a total loss. So, go ahead and visit your CIA, local CIA museum to find
1: Project Acoustic. If okay. you
0: can get in. <laughs> you gotta After,
1: talk to the Starbucks baristas. <laughs> uh,
0: the other accounts report more success for the project. I don't know. I think it's just hilarious, but... Oh, and the last one... <laughs> this one's stupid. The whole thing is dumb. It's like... The it's pigeons... Like... Okay. This was just that... The pigeons was some guy, though, who was just like, I love pigeons and I want them to take photos and I'm selling my photography. And then it was used... I think it was adapted into, like, military techniques.
1: Okay. But the cat shit? <laughs> it sounds
0: American. Gonna, gonna I mean, be honest. mean, yeah. This one's funny. <laughs> Operation Bat Bomb... As you can imagine, what that already is, uh, where they affixed little bombs to thousands of bats. No. Uh huh. Yep. And relocated the bats. And bats are some bats are endangered too. Like, can you not pick a different animal? Um. So they would nest in buildings and God, then use explode. Use a
1: fucking pigeon.
0: Get <laughs> <them> the pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> but the bats. I know, like bats of all creatures. Bats are really smart too. Um. So it's just evil that we're using them for military warfare, but. It backfired because it failed and they accidentally blew up a U.S. Navy airplane hangar. <laughs> Good! Honestly. And they st- I think they stopped the operation after that. Good! It, this is like you put a bunch of five-year-olds in a room and it's like, what do you want to try out today, Nelson? <laughs> like, well, you know what? Let's blow up a bunch of bats and see how that goes. Like, it's, it sounds like children operating yeah. this. So that was the end of, like, my funny research. I got into the rabbit hole because on the same uh, Reddit thread... It was like, check out this article, or whatever, and I clicked on it, and I was like, oh, this is like a legit article. Yeah, okay, so this says, like, approved for release, 2003, September 10th, um, and it's the Department of the Army, U.S. Operational Group, U.S. Army Intelligence and Security Command, um, Fort George, G. Meade, Maryland, and the subject is Analysis and Assessment of Gateway Process. So this, I thought, when I clicked on it, was, like, related to MK Ultra and all of that, you know, with the brainwashing type shit, because yeah. it, it's kind of along these lines, but it's really just like, a ton of research on, in human existence and consciousness.
1: Oh, is this gonna be a mind fuck? Yes. Oh, no. Okay. Yes. Okay, okay. okay. It's... It's crazy. So trigger warning, it's a mind fuck. If you
0: don't want to know what likely happens after death, stop listening. If you want to maintain your Jesus status, stop now. <laughs>
1: maintain your Jesus. Mm-hmm. The J-Man. The J-Man. The, the original J. Well, he's he's cool. The oh, only like cool J name. I'm just imagining Jesus with sunglasses on. Oh, yeah. You know how I I like to picture Jesus like the south park jesus because he's chill <laughs> man he's chill <laughs> and the jesus family guy chill. jesus i like the family guy jesus a lot he's ready to rock and roll with yeah you. yeah oh yeah he'd sit down and smoke a J. he would <laughs> and i he probably did in that show jay would smoke a J. listen jesus takes many forms <laughs> and this is one of them
0: are you ready <laughs> i'm so ready so i'm gonna say a lot of shit and you're just gonna have to process it because this is like one of those formal intelligent documents and stuff so just bear with me you're gonna have to explain it to i me know in dumb form it's okay i spent a lot of time peeling through this okay, so great. just warning it's a lot of information Science now knows that both the electrons which spin in the energy field located around the nucleus are you ready to fall asleep now? (laughs) My eyes are already glazing over. (laughs) Field located around the nucleus of the atom and the nucleus itself are made up of nothing more than oscillating energy grids. This is a fact, right? Okay. Um, solid matter in the strict construction of the term simply does not exist. Rather, atomic structure is composed of oscillating energy grids surrounded by other oscillating energy grids which orbit at extraordinarily high speeds. This so, is when everyone clicks off. <laughs> honestly. And please stay with me. It's worth it. It's worth it. This is just the foundation of the knowledge. You have to start from the atoms here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Yitzhak Bentov gives the following figures. The energy grid, which composes the nucleus of the atom, vibrates at approximately 10 to the 22nd hertz, which means 10 followed by uh, 22 zeros. A live human cell vibrates at approximately 10 to the 3 hertz. So that's our human cells, is 10 to the 3rd. The point to be made is that the entire human being, brain, consciousness, and all is, like the universe which surrounds him, nothing more or less than an extraordinarily complex system of energy fields. So putting that together is like, we are literally just made up of these atoms and energy fields. It's like, it composes our existence pretty much. The so-called states of matter are actually variances in the state of energy. So it's not just matter, just like matter, simple matter. Like it's just variances in how it's vibrating and like operating within energy. So it's energy that we're created with. Like that's what keeps things going. And human consciousness is a function of the interaction of energy in two opposite states, motion versus rest. So the next paragraph is titled Holograms. <laughs> it's going to get deeper. Okay. And this is published, I think, by the CIA, but I read the title and everything, so if somebody knows more about that than I do, please share. Um, so energy creates, stores, and retrieves meaning in the universe by projecting or expanding at certain frequencies in a three-dimensional mode that creates a living pattern called a hologram. So if you think of like what you're thinking of, a traditional hologram, yeah, that's essentially what it is. It's energy creates, stores, and retrieves meaning in the universe by projecting or expanding at certain
1: frequencies. Are they saying that's what we are? That's what a human so, is.
0: Listen a little a bit. A hologram. More. Hang on. <laughs> You're not real. <laughs> the concept of the hologram can be most easily understood by using an example cited by Bentov, in which he asks the reader to visualize a bowl full of water into which three pebbles are dropped. I do not think this is simple. It took me a very long time to comprehend this. As the ripples created by the simultaneous entry of the three pebbles radiate outward towards the rim of the bowl, right? So you drop pebbles mm-hmm. and it's rippling out. Yeah. Um, Bento further asks the reader to visualize that the surface of the water is suddenly flash-frozen so that the ripple pattern is preserved instantly. So right now, we have them dropped in the bowl, and the ripples are frozen. Right. Um, I'm following. The ice is removed, leaving the three pebbles still laying at the bottom of the bowl. So I guess the water and the ice and everything is taken out, and the pebbles are still there, but everything around it, that caused you know, the pebbles to be dropped or like all that force and stuff, the matter I'm assuming is removed. Then the ice is, I don't understand this part. Then the ice is, this is where they lost me, is exposed to a powerful coherent source of light, such as a laser. The result will be a three-dimensional model or a representation of the position of the three pebbles suspended in midair. I'm trying very hard still. Um, holograms, are capable of encoding so much detail that, for example, it is possible to take a holographic projection of a glass of swamp water and view it under magnification to see small organisms not visible to the naked eye with the glass of water itself, or when the glass of water itself is examined. So 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 a
1: microscope. But
0: so far, I'm seeing them analyzing a 3D space in which objects are in that space, and the matter is removed from it. It's like
1: the spit the time but i thought thought we're all made up of matter like even the rock would be matter
0: yes but they're isolating certain certain types of it i believe i believe it's just like a metaphor to be able to understand like you know the matter is the pebbles or in this instance or something and like they're just removing everything else to like get to understand the position the time and placement of the pebble you know this is what i've gotten from it i I'm not sure. Of further importance is the fact that even if we dropped our frozen hologram of the ripple pattern, so apparently we still have it pattern on the floor and broke it into a number of pieces, each each individual piece would recreate an entire holographic image all by
1: itself. I am also lost at this point. If you drop it and, and it all breaks, the pieces, then they're individual. I think is what they're saying. It's like when it when it's dropped, it's, it says it would recreate the entire holographic
0: image all by itself.
1: I think it's just making a new one right because it's like a clone that's what maybe essentially no I don't know oh the smaller the piece the
0: fuzzier and more distorted would be the resulting holographic projection maybe because it's lacking information like material information to recreate it because it does say recreate but that doesn't make any sense this I this is like the science bet- behind holograms in general. So I don't think I'm going to understand it completely, but I'm going to try. <laughs> the key to creating any hologram is that energy in motion must interact with energy in a state of rest, non-motion. Remember that, like yeah. In the foregoing example, the pebbles represent energy in motion, while the water before its agitation by the pebbles represents energy in a state of rest. Okay, so this is piecing things together. I did not get this before. To activate or in effect to perceive the meaning of a holograph energy, in this case, a coherent light source, such as a laser beam, must be passed through the interference pattern generated by an interaction between the moving energy and the energy at rest. In the simple example given by Bento, this requirement was fulfilled by holding the frozen interference pattern in front of the coherent light to project the three-dimensional holographic image, its meaning, into space. This checks out for me. This is how I can understand it because I understand light a little bit with, like, you know, arts and things and, like, what we do. Light creates reality for us. It's right. Like, yeah, so yeah, yeah, So that's what I'm understanding. The hologram is, like, based on, you know, matter and energy, but also the light component is, like, what makes it the hologram. we am going to start getting into it. Are you ready? Um, the universe is composed of interacting energy fields, some at rest and some emotion. So this ju- that was just the foundation, right? It is in and of itself one gigantic hologram of unbelievable complexity so everything we know and see is a hologram because it is a reflection of energy matter and light because we already know that our reality exists inside of that like light you know what we can see yeah. and stuff. so like if you think about it this makes a lot of sense um and well, this yeah is, like
1: colors we wouldn't have colors if it weren't for light
0: right So it's a lot of things that are just natural and everyday to us and like our perception of time, things that like don't technically really exist, but we've made up to be able to comprehend our existence. And the human mind is also a hologram, which attunes itself to the universal hologram, which we all call consciousness. Our consciousness is also a hologram because everything we see is a hologram. Everything we experience is a hologram. Oh, Mm Mhm but with respect to states of expanded or altered consciousness such as gateway gateway uses gateway is um a term earlier in this document that was describing um a process to relax the mind enough to be able to enter these states of altered it's consciousness like gateway drug man no literally <laughs> I'm like they're just giving people lsd yeah because <laughs> they never just dis- define they're like people with the altered states of consciousness i'm like mm-hmm, i know what you're doing it's yep. the ayahuasca you're drugging people <laughs> <laughs> the process operates in the following way as energy passes through various aspects of the universal hologram and is perceived by the electrostatic fields which comp comprise the human mind, the holographic images being conveyed are projected upon those electrostatic fields of the mind and are perceived or understood to the extent that the electrostatic field is operating at a frequency and amplitude that can harmonize with it and therefore read the energy carrier wave pattern passing through it. That makes sense. From what we do, like with frequencies and audio frequencies and like the way that things pick up like that and that can be translated to infinite amounts of things. Yeah. Frequencies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it does make sense that our existence would be based on frequencies like that. Changes in the frequency and amplitude of the electrostatic field, which comprises the human mind, determines the configuration and hence the character of the holographic energy matrix, which the mind projects to intercept meaning directly from the holographic transmissions of the universe. (laughs) It's getting crazy. We're like a radio station. Like, we're all on one frequency, kind of. Yeah. That's our reality, is that frequency. In that crazy? So if we change but the frequency. But couldn't you just call
1: that a... A universe or like a... Yes. A dimension? Yeah, a dimension.
0: Yes. So then to make sense of what the holographic image is saying to it, the mind proceeds to compare the image just received with itself. Specifically, it does this by comparing the image received with that part of its own hologram, which constitutes memory. Your memory is a hologram. Your memory is also unreliable because it's a reflection of a hologram. As psychologist Keith Floyd puts it, contrary to what everyone knows, this one fucked me up. Contrary to what everyone knows is so, it may not be the brain that produces consciousness, but rather consciousness that creates the appearance of the brain.
1: No. Yep. No. This is where I
0: started getting really into it. (laughs) Mentov states that scientists suspect that the human mind operates on a simple binary go slash no. Go system as do all digital computers. This is where the uh, AI theory that we're all just AIs in a computer really hits.
1: Um, yeah, because we're sims. Yeah, honestly, I'm okay with that.
0: Me Therefore, actually,
1: it... I'm not because whoever's controlling me is fucking Dude, up my life right now. They're really fucking with me lately. These last few years, I'm like, they're going through something. Because honestly, <laughs>
0: I'm having a tough time. Therefore, once it superimposes a three dimensional matrix over the holographic information, why did I say that? <laughs> information it wishes to interpret and reduces that information mathematically to two-dimensional form it can completely process it using the fundamental binary system just as any computer made by the hand of a man can process volumes of data and make various comparisons between the data and information stored in its digital memory so you're connecting dots now with the holograms digital memory like everything is not as complex and vine as we think it is it's everything just
1: everything is
0: not what it seems I thought you were gonna go with the everything is awesome from the legos movie definitely,
1: definitely not no
0: yeah i was a disney i saw kid. that in theaters okay <laughs> <laughs> our, minds, our minds operate in the same way perceiving by comparison only this is especially how i learn it's just comparing things in order to build you know that's how computers are
1: right yeah why are you laughing i just don't i don't learn that way really how do you learn i don't know not like that
0: (laughs) (laughs) whenever we perceive something we always perceive differences only kind of true because it's based on our experience right so like how many times have you met somebody with like an experience a certain way that can't understand somebody else's experience yeah we're experience-based people but really what they're saying here is it's Differences, Like, we can understand differences. The theories of the pre-Brom and Bohm appear to account for all transcendental experience, paranormal events, and even normal what? perceptual oddities. His holistic model accounts for normal perception and simultaneously takes the paranormal and transcendental experiences out of the supernatural, so it's not supernatural anymore, by explaining them as a part of nature. Um wait they're explaining ghosts as a part of nature which if you think about it you know like ancient cultures would develop tall tales to explain things that they didn't understand we're still doing that yeah through things like different kinds yeah, of religious that's texts true, that's like true. we're trying to explain things so that we can comprehend them or aliens least, <laughs> right exactly so it's like at some point i feel like we're going to get to a point where we can explain a lot of these types of things in actual science terms, and it can be understood. But this is the beginning. And I'm not sure if, you know, any of this is super tested. I'm not a physicist, right? So, like, I don't know. I'm, like, more of an artist than anything else. So I don't fucking know. But this is fascinating to me. Um, Like, certain strange discoveries of quantum physics, the radical reorientation of this theory suddenly makes sense of paradoxical sayings of mystics throughout the ages. Which is kind of what we were just talking about. So, humans... Uh, not only know, but they know that they know. They are able to monitor the process of their own thinking and maintain awareness of it. Moreover, they can conduct a comparative assessment, (laughs) evaluating the functioning of their thought process against various objective standards they have adopted. So it's that left and right brain interaction. Human consciousness can do this because it has the capacity to duplicate aspects of its own hologram, projecting them out, perceive that projection, put it through comparison with the memory aspect, and then binary go-slash-no-go pulse to yield verbal cognition about the self. Up to this point of our discussion of the gateway process has been relatively simple and easy to follow. (laughs) No. I have no idea what's going on. (laughs) Now the fun begins. That's in plain black and white. It says that in this document. Gateway involves more than just perception of those aspects of the universal hologram, which can be accessed in the dimension of time-space as we know it. To explain how and why human consciousness can be brought to transcend the limitations of time-space is the next task which must be addressed. Physicists define time as a measurement of energy or force in motion. It is a measurement of change. However, in order for energy to be in motion, it must first be limited in some way within the confines of some sort of vibratory pattern so that it's Confinement gives the capacity for being contained at a specific location, which is distinguishable from other locations, space. Energy, which is not confined... Time is made up. Right, exactly. So energy, which is not confined, is force without limit. It is infinity, cannot move because there is nothing beyond infinity and is therefore outside of the dimension of time. It is also beyond space because that concept implies that a specific energy form is limited to a specific location and is absent from other locations. But if energy is in the state of infinity, there are no boundaries, no here to differentiate from there, no sense of area. Energy in infinity means energy uniformly extended without limit. It has no beginning, no end, and no location. So you're probably asking, where does this exist, right? Energy in infinity is said to be completely at rest, so here's the rest, and therefore cannot generate holograms so long as it remains utterly inactive, but it cannot be perceived by consciousness operating in an active universe. This stumps me still. Energy in the state of inactive infinity is termed by physicists as energy in its absolute state, or simply the absolute. They have called it something, like it's the absolute, which is essentially purgatory or just limbo. Mm. Is purgatory the same as limbo? No, right? What's a limbo? Limbo is like nothing, just stillness, just outside of time and space.
1: I think purgatory is like waiting, but -hmm. I think it's the same thing.
0: So that's what this absolute is. It's the scientific explanation of nothing, just like outside of time and space bounds.
1: So they're saying, are they saying that's what happens when we die then? There's just nothing. Well, that's terrifying. That's not exactly what they're saying. Hang on. Theoretically, human
0: consciousness may continue to expand the horizons of its perceptual capability until it reaches the dimension of absolute, at which point perception stops because the absolute generates no holograms of or about itself. So this is about the point in time where I'm like, okay, so this is life after death, right? Um, But it kind of goes on a little bit more in depth. Achievement of altered consciousness sets the stage for perception of non-time-space dimensions because of the operation of a principle in physics known as Planck's distance. This has literally been calculated, like, mathematically calculated how you can step outside of time. No, Mm -hmm. I don't like that. This is an aspect of quantum mechanics, which applies to the fact that any oscillating frequency, such as a brainwave—it is a frequency—reaches two points of complete rest— Two points of complete rest, this is important, which constitute the boundaries of each individual oscillation, i.e. movement up or down. Without these points of rest, an oscillating wave pattern would be impossible since the points of rest are required to permit the energy to change direction and thus continue vibrating between rigid limits this is like when chase explains batteries to us oh my god and it has the positive and negative that's in the neutral this is kind of what that is yeah and i'm feeling the same way (laughs) yeah i'm so sorry but stick with me (laughs) but it is also true that when for an infinitesimally brief instant that energy reaches one of its two points of reset it clicks out of time-space and joins infinity. That critical step out of time-space occurs when the speed of oscillation drops below 10 to the negative 33. So we operate at 10 to the third. So right. you would have to drop to below 10 to the negative 33, which is pretty significant centimeters per second, which is Planck's distance. Quantum mechanics tells us that when distances go below Planck's distance, we enter and effect a new world. So this is our this is outside reality. The gateway experience with this associated hemi-sync technique that's also referencing something earlier in this document is apparently designed, if used systematically and patiently, to enable human consciousness to establish a coherent pattern of perception in those dimensions where speed speeds below Planck's distance apply. This is crazy. This holds true I'm to... I'm glad
1: you understand what's going on. So,
0: they're <laughs> essentially, no like, they have a formula to which they can start to travel people to out... No, of this reality. it's they. I don't think they know how to do it, but they have the mathematics. It's the same way that we haven't seen the whole universe and stuff. We have some photos of different things that happen in space, but we can we can understand it through mathematical and like physiological. Equations. That's
1: creepy. I don't like
0: that. Yeah. Working from the widely accepted Big Bang Theory, Bento presents a conceptual model to depict the process of time space evolution, the relative position of you of the universal hologram. So at this point we've fully accepted that this is all a hologram. Which I've heard before. I don't know if you have. No. In the universe, smaller processes tend to mirror images of larger ones, which is crazy to me. Because I don't know if you've ever seen the cosmos. No. It's a, it's a show with Neil deGrasse Tyson, my icon, <laughs> and um, he talks about, I think in the first episode, how cells, like, it could be that cells are, like, a mirror, or, like, a, yeah, pretty much a mirror into our existence, how, like, cells, rep- like, resemble so strongly universes, like, it looks... Oh, similar. Okay. You know what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about? yeah. So that's what they're talking about here, that it resembles... Smaller-scale things resemble larger-scale things in our existence. And my mind is blown at this point. I, the pattern of electrons around the nucleus of an atom mirrors the way planets orbit their suns and so on. Noting that those galaxies located to the north of our own galaxy are moving away faster than those located to the south, and that those to the east and west are demonstrably more distant... Bento regards this as substantive evidence that the jet of matter which expanded into our universe has turned back upon itself eventually forming an ovoid or egg shape he sees matter in our universe entering the ovoid pattern following ejection from a nucleus composed of extremely compressed energy through a white hole that's what she said at the end of its trip (laughs) to the far end of the ovoid he sees it departing via a black hole and that's what she said um In such a model, time is observed to be a measure of the change which occurs as an energy evolves into a new, more complex forms as it progresses along the distance from the white hole side of the nucleus around the shell of this cosmic egg until it enters the black hole. So pretty much it's just a, you know, in one ear, out the other, right? In the white hole, out the black hole. (laughs) Um, Reality goes around the shell of the egg on its journey to the black hole at the far end. Pretty much our reality is just orbit it operates in the same way like our perception of all these things it's just reality it goes around like and moves at this um push and pull kind of gravity that the white hole and the black hole both have and you'll see in this picture kind of like it looks like the mitochondria exactly so it's like here's the white hole and then the black hole and like they're talking about how other universes are pulling away at greater distances. It's because it, it it's like this. This explains it, this kind of diagram, and we'll
1: post this too. But, yeah, that's the cosmic egg that we all live in. <laughs> Weird. It's just a giant mitochondria. Yeah, and
0: apparently... And the we... mitochondria
1: is the powerhouse, powerhouse of, of the, the cell. cell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the most...
1: Just like everlasting meme that will ever exist.
0: (laughs) So we're apparently located, our universe is located near the top of the egg. So we have a place in time in in our little egg. Layered over this cosmic egg is the absolute. So it's a layer over top of it, um, which stains the radiating nucleus from which the original jet of matter is issued forth. So in the battery example, it's the neutral, it's the ground. Like the absolute is just the absolute, you know, where it's at rest. Since consciousness exists quite apart from from and outside of reality, beyond the bounds of time space, it, like the absolute, neither has beginning nor end. Ew. Reality has both a beginning and an end because it is bounded within time space. So our reality in the little egg has the beginning and the end, right? Yeah. But our consciousness does not, this suggests.
1: But wouldn't you couldn't you just say that's like your soul? Yeah, that's essentially what it is. It's
0: okay. consciousness while reality ends, its constituent energy simply returns to infinity in the absolute. Crazy, right? That is crazy. It
1: goes. It's into, crazy how they can find this shit out based on
0: like math. I didn't think this was gonna be a topic of discussion yet in our lifetime, honestly. So I was pretty mind blown to read all, a lot of this. Um, so I think is this my last one? Yes. I everyone is very happy to hear me stop talking. (laughs) No. (laughs) It's number 27. Consciousness and perspective. Having ascertained that human consciousness is able to separate from physical reality and interact with other intelligences in other dimensions within the universe no, uh-oh, yep. and that it is both eternal and destined for ultimate return to the absolute we are faced with the question so what happens then when consciousness returns to the absolute it brings with it all the memories it has accumulated through experience and reality so this from what i'm understanding is more of a universal consciousness type of deal Because if we have had
1: past lives, if this suggests past lives, kids will remember their past lives. So I I wonder that's that's what that's reminding me of, right? Like we don't
0: come into this life with past, generally with past experience. Yeah. So it's like the mystery is like what happens there within this scenario. Like you know, yeah, is it all mixing together? Well,
1: once we like reach the absolute, we're still conscious. Is what that's saying? Consciousness never dies. So, I wonder, that's weird then. Like, why do some kids remember their past lives and then other know. people don't? I don't know. Maybe we all do, and there's a frequency that they're able
0: to tap into because kids are able to see things like ghosts and stuff too. That's which true. Apparently, it's attributed to the same kind of frequency difference where all of that can be explained through different frequencies. So right. it's like kids might be, and animals can see. Kids ghosts. and animals might be tuned into something different in their early life, and that, that changes. You know
1: what? Okay, do you know like how dogs can only hear a specific frequency? Yeah, and like they can only hear that really high frequency. We can hear that as kids, but we as we get older, we can't hear it. You anymore. know, what, it might be a physical degradation type of thing
0: because that as you get older, naturally your hearing goes. So yeah. maybe it's, like, a physical type of... And so, like, at your most raw, like, immediate form of being a human, it's, like, you're at the peak of your physical capabilities in some ways. Right. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. This That's the end of my research. Um,
1: <laughs> everyone can cheer. But I thought it was crazy reading all that. I today. think it's crazy. Some of it I, like, blacked out completely. Um, Sorry, it was a lot of information. But I got... The important parts, yeah, because we're able to talk. We, you're
0: like the absolute, which is in religious context, just purgatory. To, it, the absolute, yeah, it's purgatory. So they're suggesting that purgatory is both heaven and hell, and that there really isn't a good or bad, which is not surprising because good or bad is a human construction. I mean,
1: did we really think we were gonna live up in the clouds Come and on. have infinite chocolate in, fountains? In some ways, that's true, because
0: if our consciousness is Consciousness is... Consciousness is... (laughs) Anemone. They're mixing around up there, you know, in the
1: absolute and to create new beings. You know? You know what? I just want to end up up there like the boss baby. With the chocolate fountains? And the chocolate fountains. You know, in the Boss Baby, I never saw that. Oh my! What is wrong with you? I saw the Lego movie in theaters, but now I'm getting railed for. Yes, I saw the Boss Baby in theaters. (laughs) That shit slaps. There's two types of people. (laughs) No, the the Boss Baby though, it's very funny. Like even as an adult, I thought it was funny. I I should watch it. You should watch it. It's one of my favorites. We're watching Hook right now, and we are in the middle of it. We are. I'm excited to see
0: the rest. Me too. It's only nine thirty
1: do this I hear yeah. from
0: a lot of podcasters they're like we never record this late I'm like I know no other way they're like it's 8pm I'm like
1: that's dinner time I know and then I'm out by 9.30 no, like, I'm <laughs> sleeping now all, dinner sleep <laughs> all of Rachel's roommates are like Rachel just comes home from work goes to sleep wakes up eat dinner and eats dinner and then goes back to sleep
0: <laughs> I said "Okay, I relate well, to that <laughs> if they
1: worked like we did we worked very hard we worked really hard it's we care behavior way too much yeah it's like a lot of mental effort and also physical effort we and we care a lot we We want it to be good we have a good team we have a really good team yeah oh my god okay i'm done talking about the universe me too it freaks me out i want to go watch hook i want to see hook me too okay all right adios adios